Hey there, everybody in podcast land. Well, I know that's not what he says. Well, I, I have to put my own spin on it, but I know he says hey there. He says hey there. He yeah. says hey there. Okay. Hey, welcome to the in-between is what he says. That's right. But hey, welcome to the in-between podcast. Well, so happy that you're listening, whatever day you're listening. Um, the room is a little bit different. We don't have John Redfern in here. We yep. have Paul and Chris Legg. We're but we, here. But we also have Chris Sherrod. Yes. You have a you have the applause button. You gonna get risk uh, it? Yeah, you ready? Risk it? Here we go. Seriously, dang <laughs> it! Oh, wow, uh, the green one failed me. It's an it's so so. Yeah. We were talking with Chris about the fact that Chris is apparently not one of our avid listeners. Well, because my no, question hey, was, hey, and so what do we do? <laughs> what, what goes on in here? So you just got a short taste of how much preparedness goes into this podcast because exactly right. I often just push a button and hope that it's the right thing, and it rarely ever One is. One of the running jokes is that Colson doesn't know which button has which sound effect. Yeah. So okay. as, as now, as you become a... <laughs> we're also I learning why Chris... Had, I mean, why John adjusts his mic so much. <laughs> if you could wait, see wait, wait, right it now... Stopped, it stopped. It stopped? Okay. The the microphone <laughs> just kind of is slowly descending, so Chris Sherrod is uh, bending down. Every now, Chris, for those of you who are behind oh, yeah, the paywall, yes. you can see this, right? yes. the video version of Right, our the live stream. That's right. The live stream. Chris Sherrod, thank you so much for being here. It's great sure, to see you. my pleasure. Wonderful. Yep. So Chris was saying, hey, what do we do? And we didn't tell him because this know. is well, what we do. Is, yeah, exactly. We don't know. So we just we run. What, really what we do is... We hit record, start the thing, and then kind of talk about whatever happens. Sometimes right. we'll have like a little bit of, hey, Chris or Paul would like to talk about a few uh, specific things. But I like to come into it cold because I like to think of myself as the listener who has, and then ask a, right. clarifying questions and stuff like that. Right. Like the so, Bible Project. Is that the yeah. Bible Project that has the, he's the scholar? Yes. Yeah, the guy's the, more And the, John yeah. Collins is the, but hey, I yeah, wait, what? Yeah. Right. And I, I actually heard him speak and he said that he said that he, he's like, I purposely don't talk to him about any of the content for that reason. Yeah. So that You're I, have, I have no, I, cl- I have no clue. Yeah. That's part of actually, so, what I love about that podcast yes. is that he asks the question that you're asking when you're like, yes. wait, what? And he, what is it? I'm uncomfortable with that. He'll go, I'm uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> that's great. Um, um, but yeah, so welcome to the in-between. Thank you yep. for sharing. Thanks. What are, what are we talking about today? We are we are in First Peter three, and so a lot of where this where this podcast came from for those of you who are new, like, like Chris, <laughs> is uh, is is this came from the regular Tuesday morning meeting that we used to have um, with John and Paul and I just to talk about the coming service and and looking at the passage and just kind of initiating the first conversations as a group about it, and that usually often turns into emails throughout the week or, or different things we discover or just insights that a lot of times when you hear me say from the sermon, okay, Paul had this this week or John said this mm-hmm. this week or whatever, it often happens in this cool. conversation. Great. So it's a little bit of a, for those who listen, it's a, it can be a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, a trailer almost or a sneak peek at what's coming. Um, but we also sometimes will unpack a detail mm-hmm. that more than we can do it in the sermon, mm-hmm. either before or after. And so... You know, looking at last week, and I got to tell you guys. So I've been listening to the. Um, I know I'm not supposed to advertise other podcasts on here. Sorry, but the um, don't apologize. The to uh, me. Uh, Mars Hill one, mm-hmm. uh, the rise, rise and fall, fall of Mars Hill. I listen to that too. Um, and uh, and I'm, I really want to write an article about it. Maybe that'd even be a good 
Okay, so this is an advertisement yes. that I'm advertising. Chris Sherrod and I are <clears throat> Chris and I are starting a podcast next week. Next, yeah, next Monday, Monday is when we'll be our yes. first one. Yeah, um, that's when we'll that's when we'll start recording. That's right for it. Um, the name of it we we, <laughs> we have we have not established the name, and but do you want to give like a quick overview of like what you hope the podcast will be? I want to hear your thoughts first, there. What you got? Yeah, well. You initiated the conversation. My thought, well, my thought was every year, Chris and I do this uh, worldview training for our students and their parents, yep. mm -hmm. and it's really fun and it's really engaging, and I, I think they get a lot out of it. But then it's just once a year, and I think I get the—I mean, I get to teach the Forge every year, Pineco Forge apologetics, and I get—I enjoy that. But I know Chris also loves to throw in, mm -hmm. like on Sunday, what you did. But we just realized, hey, why don't we just make this where our whole church gets to hear stuff? whoever wants to listen mm -hmm. to this often and just kind of get both our brains together. Cause I feel like we've got both common passions or experiences, but different, you know, views or different, mm -hmm. uh, other experiences that, um, I think would benefit our church too. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to mm -hmm. talk about worldview stuff, apologetic stuff. Yeah. Issues. Uh, from a biblical perspective, so that's great. That's yeah. what anything, I'm thinking. Oh, that's great. Thinking? Yeah. Do you yeah, want absolutely. anything you would add to that? I think. I think one of the weird things about you know I've, I talked about with Chris and I when Chris came on staff was that in a weird way Chris and I often fit the similar niche in any given population of Christians is that, um, and so uh, just to say, and part of part of what makes that a, a great positive is that at the size of church we are now, there's a few things that I'm like, I really want to make sure that we're doing, uh, we're, that we're doing not just well, but honestly, if, if I can say it this way, that I have a strong opinion about how it should be done. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and I have a team of people who they do what they do better than what I could do it. I mean, that's a, that's kind of the way I do everything is I hire people who are better than me at it. And, uh, and then I try to stay out of their way as much as possible, not mm -hmm. to interfere with them doing the good work they do. Um, in Chris's case, I, my temptation to interfere is much higher because he's over two areas that I have very strong opinions about. And, uh, and I have to have somebody, I, I really felt like I had to have somebody there who I knew I, I could, this sounds weird to say, no, I could trust, but I, cause I feel about every position, but that who I knew had a similar mindset. Yeah. And it, it isn't that the rest of the team doesn't, it's just that I don't have as strong an opinion. It's mm -hmm. like being the children's minister under Rebecca probably carries with it more, more, weight because she has strong opinions about that. Um, so anyway, the thought was one of the things that Chris and I have in common is that, is that people tend to seek us out for mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. uh, questions. Hey, I've got a question about this. What are your thoughts on it? Um, and, e and it's very broad based. It can be all kinds of topics and that's the case. So we thought we'll be fun. Or at least when Chris came to me and said, what if we did a podcast? I was like, I, I think that'd be fun. I think a lot of people would like it. And I also think at this church, just like this room, it it turns into, I mean, it's, you know, Chris and I are having this podcast, but one of us is going to be gone on uh, probably regularly knowing our schedule. And we've got a whole church full of people who fit some of those same exact parameters. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like Paul sitting here is in the same world. He's also a rabbinical figure for a lot of people. A lot of people seek him out for input and, and, a, mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. And so anyway, I don't know. It just seemed like a good thing for us to give yeah. a shot to and just... Man, ask putting on Facebook, what should the title of it be? And I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean, it's less, a little, gone a little nuts. Yeah. I mean, I, that's what I was even thinking about. I was like, wow, well, you've already had a good response on the name of it. As you, you know, as you crowdsource ideas that can, you know, 
just create like, okay, people have a question. They would be interested in hearing that answer. They'd be interested in listening to the podcast. So yeah, I'm excited about, about that. That'll be cool. So people already gave name suggestions. Yes. 62 comments. What did they say? Like, oh, what are some of the ideas? Oh gosh, <coughs> we could spend the majority of the podcast. Yeah, I don't want to spend a lot of time this. there, but okay, there's a lot of play it. on the fact that they're are both named Chris, right? Um, and uh, so there's some of those are some Chris, of those are good, and some, some Chris squared. Lot lot of the Chris squared field. Yes, that's a common one. Okay. That that tone. Um, I think I copy. I think I gave you a, a like a thing on it as well, like a. a he, he tagged your tagged you, tagged tagged you. Thank you. That's oh, what okay. I'm looking a couple for. Of times. He tagged Paul for several times. People, Did you see that, Paul? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 it's it is it's really a lot of the wow, Chris squared types. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for some point, the hammered concept from Matt Pe- Matthew Peer decided he, the hammered he, team get, thing. Get, get, get hammered what like a blacksmith. Right? Yeah. He's like, uh, <laughs> now, this is Matthew, and he might be a podcast listener. Yeah. So okay. we, we all knew better, but a lot of the people on Facebook didn't know better. And so that theme ran for a while. The hammered, like, <laughs> that's what a great idea. People are like, like oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. We got a, we got a lot of ideas to work through, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have some that some that we can talk through and, and see, and so we'll be announcing that soon. Um, the Chris, yeah. the Chris, Chris Cross, Chris Cross is not. Yeah, Robbie okay. Main came up I with saw the, that one. We'll help you learn learn like it. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I, that hurt bad. Like I, I yeah. felt that in my soul when he's. Um, anyway, there's a lot of the Chris Chris and Christ kind I of things. That. Yeah, oh, I like go. Alan Pig's. Uh, the Christian walk with a double shot of Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Name a drink after us. Uh, anyway, so it's, uh, it's, I don't know if there's anything of any actual, like, this might actually get it. Okay. But it was, it was fun. I'll, I'll make a list of all of them. And we can kind of do a, a little vote. <laughs> Good. But yeah, but that'll, that'll, that's coming out soon. It's, we're hopeful that that'll be a, a valuable resource to people here and then also to, Really, to anybody on the Christian yeah. walk. Well, then, then the so that was all a segue meant to come from listening to the the uh, Mars Hill one, and maybe that's something we could discuss sometime. But is oh, yeah. is the um man the the level of uh, responsibility? I feel more now in the in that it's happened more responsibility to teach, having taught that passage to wives, because of the level of uh, pain. And, and angst that are on that podcast about these issues, about the idea of, of men teaching these things. And so look, it, made me, it made me look back on, man, what, what did I say in there and how would I feel about it being pulled out even in snippets, which is often what happens in these situations. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so uh, anyway, I'm, feeling, I'm still feeling that a little bit. And then moving into, uh, yes? Well, I heard somebody speak earlier or last week uh, he was a former governor and he was white talking about the sanctity of life and the way that our, um, our country is headed, Yeah, you know? And, uh, afterward I heard somebody say, man, I was like, they're like, I was cringing, you know? Cause I mean, he's, it's a white guy talking about this. And I'm like the whole concept oh of, gosh. That it doesn't matter. It we're he's speaking from the the point of view of hey, this is what the Bible is saying. But right, all that right. all that some people can see is, you know, well, you're not in that same boat, yep. so you can't talk about it. Yeah, which is scary. 
Do you remember, Paul, when I think we talked about the push a few years ago that only people from oppressed groups should teach scripture? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was such a... I know. I was I was so blindsided by it that it actually I had to stop and spend time thinking about how do how do I think about that and feel about that and mm-hmm. um I taught on it I taught on the concept recently of is there, is there an advantage to going to a doctor if I have a broken leg is there an advantage going to a doctor who's had a broken leg right there, I mean there it seems like there might be mm-hmm. but that's not the main right I mean right. If it's a dermatologist who's had a broken leg. I don't know that I would go to the dermatologist to fix my broken leg. Mm-hmm. Like that's not the highest priority. What I need is a doctor who fixes broken legs. Yep. And that's yep. like, again, it's the therapist. If you're an alcoholic, does it help to go to a therapist who has been an alcoholic? Is there an advantage? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe there is. Maybe mm-hmm. there's an advantage to find one who's avoided alcoholism. But it's yeah. a, is there an advantage? Yes. And yet what I really want is someone who can help me with my alcoholism. And I don't know. I just yeah. wrestling through. Is there an advantage to being an oppressed person when it comes to teaching scripture written by oppressed people? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe there is, yeah. but I don't. But that's not but the highest. Not the highest. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's. I a, remember it was years ago, and it was when we were doing a discipleship program at Pine Cove that was geared towards um, men who had just graduated high school, and it was similar. Like parents that would take issue, you know, oftentimes one of the reverberating kind of things was like, "Well, you don't have." children or you don't have Mm -hmm. 18 year olds and and again in the spirit of what it was coming from like you could always understand and and most of the time it was you just needed to just listen to somebody who just needed to vent something and then that was all that it was needed right but i remember when you know kind of that that same thought and approaching then at the time kevin east who is ultimately over over the decision making of the programming and with the kind of that notion of like well what what merit does this have? And he's like, well, again, you just need to listen and what you don't need to say, but what you need to have in your brain is also, well, then yeah, you may be the expert of your one 18 year old, Mm. but I'm the expert of 40 18 year olds over, you know, seven years or eight years of doing this. And and that notion again of is there's merit to it, but it's not a disqualifying merit. Absolutely. If you don't have it. Um, and I, and I feel like, you you know, again, even years ago when I had a professor who, who challenged all of us to think highly, think carefully about how we teach on persecution in America. Right. Because he's like, because, and he, he had spent a lot of times overseas and did missions work. And so he's like, so there's, there's an experience of persecution that I don't feel comfortable with teaching Americans because I've experienced elsewhere. Wow. And, and again, it was like. Okay, that's a very interesting caution. Yeah, but it's not a disqualification. Right, mm-hmm. right. Maybe that's the there's a wisdom in the caution of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's good. Well, probably because when you were a youth pastor like me, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I didn't have teenagers. Oh gosh, you know I was I mean? 19 when right. I was a youth yeah. pastor. So I'm, I <laughs> were a teenager. I was a teenager. Yeah, I understood teenagers well. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's like Katie's. Uh, Katie's favorite. This must be why John always adjusts. <laughs> we're we're coming we to know. a new understanding here. <laughs> I'll just hold it. But Katie's uh, one of the biggest impacts on Katie's life about um, being a wife and a mom was from a a lady, this godly woman who had never married. She was yeah. friends with Elizabeth Elliot, mm-hmm. and she just knew scripture and she would teach through Titus or whatever. And so, same thing. It's like it doesn't mean you have to. If you if you're obviously if it's God's word, it's God's word. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's truth, actually truth what we, doesn't have a color. Truth that's doesn't right, have a right. gender. Right. right. 
that's that's what we talked about is that it all sources it all comes from the idea that truth is comes from the inside of us and if the truth comes from the inside of us which is what the new worldview teaches mm-hmm. then my experience is the ultimate disqualifier right but if truth is an external thing that we discover that is outside of us then the discovery of the truth is what qualifies somebody not the creation and uh and that's man that's tough yeah. That's actually mm-hmm. what I'm going to be teaching about this year at the apologetics thing for the oh, students okay. is that idea of we've, we've got to lock into the idea that truth is something outside of us. It's not something we come up with. Yeah. Anyway, so looking, speaking of looking at the truth, how's, yeah. how's that for a segue? That was that pretty good. good. Um, we just did the uh, first Peter three and down through the apologetics passage, the three fifteen, and, uh, and, I asked Chris if he would uh, preach this Sunday and feel free to obviously reach back to that stuff mm-hmm. as well. Cause it obviously reads right into, you know, verse 18 starts with four. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, but, but uh, Chris, uh, you're going to be teaching on uh, verse 18 only, which is, or into maybe 18, 19, but there's so much to unpack in 18 that 35, 45 minutes is not right. Not, it's going to feel probably hurried for you, but um, as you looked at it, what were your what were you thinking? Well, my initial thoughts too. I love the times when in Scripture, and Peter does this a lot when he gives you the reason or the purpose, uh, like the word that. Mm-hmm. So Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. That, like, it gives you the reason why he did that. Um, and earlier, even uh, he mentioned two other that's, um, like that you may proclaim his excellencies. Oh, good. Um, I think in, yeah, right at the end of chapter 2, um, he talks about that as well, where he says, um, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might mm. die to sin and live to righteousness. Like there's, we're purchased for a purpose. Yeah. So anyways, I like the reminder here. And what I was going to go off on too on Sunday is really two things. Uh one is this amazing exchange that it just, like this is essentially the gospel, which is another plug for our Wednesday night evangelism class. Like this is the heart of the gospel is I have no righteousness of my own. Jesus has no sin. And then this amazing right. exchange happens. And that's actually what Charles Spurgeon said one time, that um, Christ has no sin but ours. We have no righteousness but his. Like that's that's the heart of the gospel is right there. And the fact that it was once for sins, that's actually this really big theme in the book of Hebrews that once for all or for all time, like there yep. was this decisive moment, like everything else is different now, like in redemptive history, like now things are mm-hmm. going to be totally different. So he does it once, but then the big part, and I, I, I was reading, um, John Piper makes a really good observation on why, why do you want to go to heaven how much do you guys give away beforehand of what it's you're It's entirely talk up about? to you. Yeah. The good news is only 11 people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we think it's a very small number of people who actually listen okay, and great. they eat it up. Like, okay, good. They get excited knowing it's coming in the sermon. They're okay, like, good. It's coming, it's coming. Well, what I'm going to talk about <laughs> is in um, that would totally be me by the way. Okay. If if I was on the and this is like I will feel this way on Sunday okay, listening good. to you preach is like, "Oh, he's coming to the Hey, Here he's coming to the party." <laughs> well, okay, so in The Great Divorce um, C.S. C.S. Lewis's, you know, journey, this bus ride through heaven and hell kind of thing. There's this lady named Pam, and the only reason Pam wants to go to heaven is to see her child. Yeah, like that's her whole goal. It's like just, I'll, I'll wow. take whatever it, whatever it takes. I just want to get to heaven 
to be there. And there's this kind of conversation about like, well, then you're not really ready. Like, I don't think you understand what heaven is for, what it's about. And so John Piper actually talks about, um, even when you think about what Jesus offers, forgiveness, um, justification, eternal life, no wrath of God, he points out you don't have to be reborn to want those things. Everybody would want those things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be <laughs> mm-hmm. condemned. I, I want to live forever. I don't want, but you just want the benefits there. But his point is, do you really just want, like you get God, like you get right. God himself. And so that's why, again, I like this simple reminder of the gospel that it's the righteous for the unrighteous. That's how it happened. But then the end goal is not just, I get to live forever. It's, but I'm in his presence forever and there's fullness of joy. So, that's, That's cool. some of the stuff I was going to highlight. Yep. Great. Maybe talk about Pam a little bit more. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to set it up a little bit more. People don't know what the great divorce is about, but. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. It's kind of nice. We get a framework that's, and then you kind of fill in the gaps. Yep. That's great. Looking yeah. through some random notes of some things um, in the commentary uh, that Peter David's right wrote on this uh, book, this, I, this notion, he's making the comment that he may bring us to God. This idea of bringing that—that uh-huh. that Jesus is the one who is bringing, in an active sense, us to God. Um, that no other New Testament writer puts it in such an active form. That Peter is the one who puts Christ's activity of connecting us to God in on the shoulders of Christ in an active form, yeah. and he's the only one to do that. And it, and it's kind of reminiscing and going back to uh, two twenty one. Where again, Christ back in two twenty one says, "For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you may follow His steps." Is that He's taking this active role and inviting us to join in, mm-hmm. so that He can connect it when we connect to Him. And it's yeah, again, uh, it's fascinating. And what I like too, <clears throat> the the phrase that he might bring you to God. Actually, the Greek word is more like an in, you're introducing someone to someone else. Mm. So I was trying to think of this. I don't know, it, and I'll, I'll ask you guys: Have you ever met someone famous? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So yeah. how did you meet them? Like, was it someone else who's like, oh, come meet? Like, was it someone else? Because I don't have any real examples that people would be like, no way, you met so and so. But, um, in fact, I think I don't know that I've. I'm trying to remember somebody I've met famous. I don't think I've ever met a famous person just randomly. Okay. Uh, maybe if you count Rich Mullins as famous, yeah. I met him randomly. Okay. But but beyond that, I th- I think all of ours have been like through receiving line type of greetings. Okay. Like, okay. Um, who's the? I'm totally blanking. Sorry for those people that's going to offend that I can't remember their names. Who does the um, the the home restructure show in Waco? The Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yeah, the Gaines. Yeah. So Ginger and I met the Gaines. But it was because we were invited to a thing with Methodist Children's Home. They were the speaker. Okay, yeah. And then everyone got to go through a line and yeah. get a picture with them, greet them. And so we met them. They certainly did not meet us in yeah. any meaningful way. Like we mm-hmm. were a, in a long line of people right. getting. Because um, I had a former staffer of mine and a family friend who worked uh, at Pine Cove um, made the Auburn University basketball team. Yeah, and so we were in town visiting, and he took me into the locker room, and he showed yeah, me around, showed me his thing, and then Coach Pearl, who's currently the coach, was actually walking through, and he goes, "Oh, come over here," and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like he'd only been coached, I think, a year, but he introduced me to it. So that's one of those. I don't know if people would, yep, think like, "Wow," but the concept yes. again is by way of introduction. I had a, a person who brought me to this celebrity, so to speak, 
and they made the connection between me. And that's the concept of um, that he might bring us to God. Yes, it's, yes. Like, it's an introduction because of him. He's, my again, the mediator and all those things. But mm-hmm. I was trying to think of anything other than that example of meeting someone famous. But it's still, it's still the same thing. I mean, yeah. there was a, in fact, in that, in that case, there was a manager controller, someone standing there like, okay, your turn, now go. Yeah, like it's, right. It was even more abundantly like the only reason you're getting to go do. <laughs> you know what? I got to meet um, um, MC Hammer. No. And that was really? a backstage. And that probably would preach pretty well in that it was, I mean, someone else bought me, the, someone else gave me the tickets, yeah. someone yeah. who knew him. Uh-huh. Gave us tickets, gave us backstage passes. We get to go through all security. He's back there, and uh, they told us we weren't. In fact, the way they said it was, "Don't talk to the hammer." Okay. But I had already promised my youth I would ask him if he was a believer. Okay. So I did. So you talked to the hammer. I talked. I spoke to the hammer, and I said, "Because you can't touch this." Exactly. Yeah, that's right. I said you can't. And that was before he was a you know became a preacher later. He retired from oh. rap and and he became a pastor. I didn't know that. Okay. And so, but I asked him. I was like, so my, my youth, I'm a youth minister. My youth want to know, are you really a follower of Christ? Like, is that, is that really the thing? And he goes, brother, you know, it's true. Mm. <laughs> that was it. Okay. And it was like, then we were ushered out <laughs> from the presence of the hammer. But it was, uh, wow. uh, yeah, that was, it was here at the, uh, I lived in Ecuador at the time, but it was here at the oil palace. Okay. But anyway, that same, I love that picture of you've, you've got to have somebody do yeah. this introduction. You for can't you. do it yourself. Yeah. You could never do it. Right. That's fascinating. I'm curious about the word once. Hmm here um in the passage i i am fascinated by that word and here's what my you know i may have i may have finally found my uh doctoral thesis someday really yeah i've told people there's like three things and i keep having i keep forgetting what all three of them are but one of them is my new one now having taught hebrews and peter so near each other Mm. is that i feel like there's so many similar themes i'm like okay time for me to write my Mm -hmm. doctoral thesis on the theory that peter wrote hebrews Oh. I feel like anytime you write a thesis on on a, on your theory on who wrote Hebrews, it's it's going to be okay. Like you can do it. I'm sure there are already millions of pages of documentation proving why it wasn't Peter or why it was Peter. But that's what you want with uh, a doctoral yeah. thesis, right? right. Um, and but here, this word here once is here's one your of them. here's your list: Hebrews seven twenty seven nine twelve nine twenty six nine twenty eight and ten yep. ten all uses the same. Yep. Is that oh interesting? Those also, are the same Greek word. Because the, the word pathics? once shows up another dozen times, but it's not the same this, Greek word. This once for all. Is it concept. a pathic? Is that what it is? I'm going to. Uh, okay. Because then there's also for all time is another one that shows up in mm-hmm. Hebrews, at least yeah, twice, I all. think. The extent of the atonement for all. Yeah, that's, I, I think the, that's powerful. The, yeah. The finality of his sacrifice once and the extent of his atonement for all. So once for all. Yeah. And again, and again, this would be Romans 6, 10. Oh, that's what this I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Human works are are not part of this. And, you know, again, this is, it's it's not even part of it because, again, Jesus is the one who's bringing you there. And then also it's not something that needs to be on repetition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this would be the fault of the necessity of the communion mass right, over right. and over. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, it's it's... Sufficient now, but it won't be. Yeah, in two after, weeks. Yeah, yeah, two weeks or after a day, or, or even in the version sentence. of Christianity I grew up with, which was the you probably lost your salvation today somehow. Uh, you so you to, need to go back to church. You need and, to go back and. Yeah. I, I lay, Lord, I pray my soul to keep that mm-hmm, whole. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you don't want to get caught in a rated R movie at the rapture thinking. Um, <laughs> and that's what I'm fascinated by it. Cause Romans, I mean, cause Hebrews six talks about the, you know, you could never crucify him again. And I, I think when people use Roman, I mean, <laughs> I keep saying that Hebrews six to, uh, to defend the idea that you could lose your salvation. And I think it's one of the key passages to prove you cannot. Because right. um, Hebrews all through it has this concept, this this priest who, no, no, he's he's did it. It's done. It's finished. It's complete. He, he Once. Yep. Once for all yep. concept. And, and how vital that is. Like this is, stop trying to add to something that he has finished. He's completed it. Now you get to, you get to build on, on, with him on what he's already finished. Don't try to keep doing that. And it's it is still common in the Baptist Church, the belief that mm-hmm. that we can lose this, that somehow this is slippery. Yeah. That there's there are still sins somehow to be atoned for that he missed. Yeah. And if you ask it that way, they won't if you said, So you think Jesus missed a few then? And he just he just like, oops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get some of those sins when I died on the Well, no, they know that's not true. Like yeah. okay, so then what sins are you actually going to be punished for then if he got them all? And you've accepted that free gift. Which which ones, which ones did either you fail to accept or did he fail to get? Yeah. And anyway, but that's a, it's still super common that we forget the 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 power of the phrase "it is finished," and that that's it's almost. I I now think it's almost insulting. Maybe actually probably just I do think it is insulting when we say, you know, I've got to, I somehow reestablish that line mm-hmm. because somehow I've messed that up. Yeah. So. Well, it's also how many of my sins were in the future when Jesus died for them. They were all in the future. And I think that's where people get <laughs> yeah. hung up. They think right. like, well, maybe what I've done in the past, but who knows in the future I right. might do, you know, and it's like, yeah. well, no, all of them were. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Pretty much every one of them. So the righteous, this is, I, I think this is such a cool, one of the reasons I wanted us to do that where we did the gospel presentation over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and feel free to work yours in if that's how, how you tell it. But, okay. um, but was this, me running into, especially in premarital counseling, running into couples who at least one of them, when I tell their life, you know, tell me your life story and they catch up to modern times and they go, and I'm like, I didn't hear a conversion in there. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. when did you become a Christian? And they give an answer. Oh, I was baptized when I was 12 or, uh, Oh, I've always, I've always been a Christian. I've always Mm -hmm. been a Christian. And I'm like, okay, we've got a problem. Right. Um, and so the glory of that is I've gotten to be involved in like three or four adult Uh conversions premarital counseling, but these are people, many of whom have been in our church for a while or in other churches, and we're missing we're missing this. And so spending a whole Sunday on 18, I think, is not a bad idea mm-hmm. because of how clearly it teaches the true theology behind the gospel, what he's doing. So I'm excited Good. about it. Yeah, And I think cool. a lot of people don't think of it as that big of a deal that the substitution, we can talk about substitutionary atonement, right? right that it really is where that, because it's insulting to us as Americans, like I'm really that pathetic that it had to be him leaving heaven to come and rescue me. Like I'm really like, I'm, I can't do any of this on my own. Like I really, it has to be for yeah. me in my place instead of me because I got nothing to offer. It, it was, it was probably years ago and I'm not pulling the source of it, but it was another, <clears throat> another preacher talking about how, how easily we live vicariously through other people on social media. And yet we don't, live vicariously mm. through Christ and what he has done for us. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like a oh, that's that's good. Ouch. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's sim- that's that's the sign when he reaches his arm over like that. Okay. That means he's about to do the music. It's about that time. That's right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. 
Be encouraged. Be encouraged.